Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to abide in your peace and to come humbly before you that we may find mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. And we love you, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing in us, through us, and among us. So we honor you, Lord. We open our hearts to hear your word today. We make a determination to be doers, not hearers only. People who walk in deception, hear and don't do. But that's not who we are. We are hearers and doers. And we thank you for the opportunity, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Amen, amen, amen. So yesterday we started uh, talking about the fact that the anointing supplies what you need. Amen. The anointing supplies what you need. And so in speaking about that, we talked something uh, somewhat about uh, what the anointing does. It does what Jesus promised it would do. Amen. But it also supplies every need, as we can see, as the anointing manifests, as the Holy Spirit manifests himself through that anointing, we see what the results were. And whenever God is in is present and is welcome and is received there's always results according to the word so you never have to fear when god comes if it's if he's going to do what uh give you what you really want amen the bible says we have not because we ask not and we have not because we ask amiss sometimes god has to that amiss stuff that means you're going to miss some if you don't get it fixed. Amen. <laughs> so what he says, and, and asking a miss really means to ask for the wrong reason. You know, everybody wants to wealth transfer, but if you don't want it to do what God wants you to do with it, it ain't coming. You ask in a miss. <laughs> you know, it's easy to do that when it comes to material. God will give you all the righteousness, peace, and joy you ever want to gobble up. But if it, when it comes to the things that are, are, are products of this world, then you have to get your heart adjusted for the reason that you're asking for. Amen. You know, sometimes we, we ask simple things like, God, can I have enough money to pay this extra bill this month, this month? Amen. And, and we doubt because we know we jacked up our money again. See, bill money didn't go to bill. It went to Harry, Tom, huh? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. The nail place, it went a lot of places. And so when you, <laughs> hey man, <laughs> it's the truth anyway. So now we gotta fight condemnation because here we are again. Amen. And messed up the money again. Now we begging for what the money really came for. Huh? It takes a while sometimes for people to get that discipline in them where they can, you know, a lot of times we tell people now, we would always have this policy when we would uh, uh, have conferences because those are extra expenses pretty much for most people and so when when we would have that we would always tell people now put a deposit down sow some seed for your money for the rest of your money and people look at us like you know i got my money you know get attitude and everything
nobody. Huh? This, this is what we do. We use our faith, right? You sit under, you want to use, learn how to, yeah. Um, but see, when it comes to putting it into practice, that's a whole different story right there. Everybody's offended. Everybody, well, I get my money. I, I know I got my money. I, I'm going to get it on this paycheck. And sure enough, the devil jumps on that paycheck and starts stealing. And you sitting up looking crazy because you don't have the money for your conference. And looking at me like I'm, I'm a loan officer. I, we, this ain't no bank. You better have something laid up in your heavenly account. Amen. Everybody say amen. Cause everybody missed, they, they always absent today. That message was, uh, bunch of believing unbelievers, unbelieving believers. Amen. So, so then people learned to put your seed down. And, and then the other part of the, 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 uh, um, the situation or, or the system is once you plant that seed, look for the harvest. And you know, I would ask people, I said, did God put some extra money in your hands recently or? Huh? Sure enough, he had, but what did you do with that? Went and got happy, happy and bought something. You did everything but put some more money down on your. Uh, Poppy, I'm calling for backup already. We, we barely, what is this? Five minutes into the message, I'm calling for backup. Lord have mercy. <laughs> yep. See, it, the money managing thing, that's a challenge, folks. Don't ever play that cheap. Don't ever get that twisted. Don't ever get that confused with what you used to do before you serve God. And the devil was after your money, but for real, though. You understand what I'm saying? So you have to have a system in God to safeguard your finances so that you can live in the abundance he wants. You'll never get the abundance if you can't get past the basics and believing him for the basics and stay in that flow of being obedient to him with your finances. Amen. So asking a miss really means that we kind of in the flesh, we in a celebration mode about everything. You know what I mean? When I sell celebration, you know, is who I'm going to show it to. Who gonna be jealous of me? Who gonna just pass out when they see I got this? Huh? <laughs> yes, saints do it too. Huh? <laughs> Them little crazy errant th- thoughts are run through your brain. You know? <laughs> so once you get all the, I'm gonna show them out of you. And- who gonna be jealous of me when they see this out of you and you get all that amiss stuff out of you, then God will send you abundantly anything. Cause then you and he are seeing eye to eye, you're on one accord. Amen. You know, some people overindulge their children, giving to them. You understand what I'm saying? Not instilling a, a good work ethic inside of them. So that they can, can really know and understand what to do with, with, with their provision when they get it. 
and sometimes you need to be honest with your kids. Say, you know what, mom and daddy just learning this. You know, we experts at this, but this we do know. Amen. And it's still in them what you do know. And as you grow and as you learn, you'll find out your kids will start teaching you stuff about, you know, all of those things. You know, I, Bianca was working just, you know, little jobs around her neighborhood, you know, and, and saving her money. She saved up enough money to afford room and board for a year. You understand what I'm saying? See, you don't have to let a hundred dollars drive you crazy. Let it grow to a thousand and see if that crazy don't leave you. You start respecting money. Once you get beyond three digits, you'll start respecting money a little bit more. Ow! Back up, back up, back up. You start looking at that thousand, it gets to be two thousand and three thousand. You say, hmm, I ain't gonna run out and spend this too fast. I'm having too much joy seeing how it's accumulating. Huh? Everybody likes the security of having wealth. You understand what I'm saying? I said the security, not the, not the, uh, frivolity. What I can do with it and what I can spend it on. But you start looking more at security. You know, when you do things. I see why my, my late husband kept me down to like a hundred dollars and not much more. You understand what I'm saying? He knew if he ever put, let me put my hands on the biggie. Uh, go somewhere and change my hair, change my name and take the tags off my car and File a serial the VIN number off of it. I'd be in it. <laughs> so, you know, people who love you ain't going to let you mess yourself up over some dollars. That's why he banked it. Amen. Amen. Got to do those things. See, sometimes people have respect for things and you think they just being cheap. Well, huh? Or you think they love money more than they love you. Which the jury is still out on that one, but <laughs> I still got my lawsuit in on that one. But uh you know what I'm saying. It's not true. <laughs> Amen. But but sometimes in your your mind, your mind perverts things. It'll shock you what crazy ideas sometimes will come to you about things that have to do with with materiality. You see? And so it, it's it just it's good to submit all of that to God's authority. Because he's looking out for you all the way around. He's like the parent that's always got extra money and never runs out, but he don't let you know all that up front. You see what I'm saying? He lets you know that your needs are taken care of. He lets you know that he wants you to have abundance. He lets you know all of that, but he doesn't just pour it out all to you at one time. Number one, your faith isn't developed enough. Most people don't have faith developed for letting, you know, four digits stay in the bank and see if they can get it to five. You understand what I'm saying? They don't have that kind of faith. They have faith enough for, you know, paycheck to paycheck and put a little something away and then they think about it all week. 
You ever go open a savings account and that hundred dollars minimum they required you to put in there? You worry about that all week. I got that hundred dollars. Well, you know, I ain't broke. I got that hundred. You broke. Cause if you banking on that already, you, you worse than broke. You in debt. Cause you, you, your mind is on spending at least 110 and you ain't got but a hundred sitting up there. <laughs> the devil respects you when you don't spend everything. He'll leave you alone. Did you hear what I said? I said he'll leave you alone. You learn how to be a saver. You learn how to be somebody that can resist every spendthrift temptation he puts on you. You be that kind of person. And he'll leave you alone. He'll just have to sit back and wait. Try to create an opportunity to mess you up. You know, like a lawsuit that comes out of nowhere. That threatens to take everything you got. You see what I'm saying? So he has to plan something big, see if he can put you in the shock. No? <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> Somebody sued me. And I could afford a lawyer, to be honest with you. And God told me, go to legal aid. I pimped right on in, got my free lawyer. That little lady, she said, you know, I was supposed to retire last month. I said, well, praise God that you didn't. I said, can I, can I praise, can I say praise the Lord in the legal aid office? And she said, yeah. I said, good. So we praise God every time I had to go in there. You know. I missed a court date. You know how people say I didn't get the papers. Honestly, I didn't get the papers. Or if I did, I don't know where they are. They got lost. So she told me, she said, well, we had a court date. I just called you. She was on the voicemail on my house phone. Now, you know, it was two months before I've almost before I found that. It's a good thing I didn't have to pay for somebody because I The worst client in the world. And she said, well, when they showed up, they they wanted to take a deposition, but they didn't have all their paperwork in order. Uh-huh. Oh, God, this is working. Huh? I'm going to pay $250 an hour for somebody who Go in there and find out somebody ain't doing their paperwork. Well, I like my legal aid or a lawyer. And pretty soon the paperwork never did show up and they had to drop, drop the suit. See what I'm saying? Why? My sins are forgiven. I, I don't have a past. It's all been blood erased. Huh? Somebody, sometimes you have to go through some stuff for these things to be proven to you. 
especially where money is. I don't know why I'm on money, but the devil is stealing and he will put you through the ringer. As long as you stand on God's word and you obey God and do and know your sins are forgiven. There's no charges against you. They ain't going to put you in jail. They're not going to cut off your resources. They ain't going to do nothing like that. As long as you stand on that truth of God's word, you'll be exonerated. That doesn't mean you won't go through stuff, that people won't try to embarrass you or try to shame you or take from you, put you out on that. doesn't mean anything like that. You know, where a lot of times Christians lose the fight is they're, uh, what's the word? Not embarrassed, but insulted that they have to go through things like common, ordinary people. Well, you are a common, ordinary person to the devil. So you might have to walk that road a little bit, but know who you are while you walk in it. You know who walks with you and who's going to bail you out and who's going to, uh, uh, you know, clear your, clear your name, clear your reputation, clear all of that. That, and that was the second time I've been sued since my husband's deceased. So not only is the devil one that, you know, will will you know laugh at a funeral? You know what I'm saying. But he's plotting to take you down too, if he can steal what what was legally given to you. You understand what I'm saying? We never got sued when he was alive. I guess the devil say I'm waiting for that one. You understand what I'm saying? So don't play around with him. When you get into these situations where money is concerned, learn how to respect God and do what God tells you to do with your finances. Have something banked up in heaven, please. You understand what I'm saying? Lay up treasure up there because you can live off what's up there. Even when what's down here has been taken away, you can live off what's up there. You understand me? Just be obedient to God. Live for him. Keep yourself set apart to him. Sanctify. Do right. When you like Spike Lee would say, do the right thing. Let a rapper preach you under conviction. You understand what I'm saying? And in your day of of trial, you won't have any problem getting God's help. Not one problem whatsoever. Amen. Praise God. You know, I was my little carnal mind. I'm sitting there thinking, I said, legal aid. Lord, are you sure? I don't want to go in that office. And the office was plusher than most high paying lawyers. I said, oh, they just stepped up now. You know, you think you'll be sitting next to a lot of people that walked off the street and Nobody in there but me ever when I went. I was the only person in the office. You can hear God laughing. You know, it's like, <laughs> look, sister, I know you get in there and cut up or turn, open the door and close it back if I don't set it up for you. You understand what I'm saying? He knows his kids. Right. I get in there and get highfalutin in a minute, go in there and try to wear my fox fur that's too little in the middle of summer. Trying to look like what's her name on Dynasty? Sue Ann. 
I was Miss Texas. <laughs> right. I guess the Lord said I'm just going to spare her to cut up. You know, just don't let her get started cutting up in there. Go in there and talk to the people like somebody with some sense. But I'm telling you, be wise with your finances, especially, you know, and especially now, because I see evidence the devil is wrestling people tooth and nail. You understand what I'm saying? For stuff that belongs to you, God's already ordained it for you. Amen. I don't care if you are seeking a loan. You ain't begging. It's already given to you. Them people don't own that money. God owns that money. They just pretending. You know, sometimes you just need to look some people eyeball to eyeball across the desk. You understand what I'm saying? And, and you know, just tell them, well, you know what? You people have such a good reputation. I'm sure we'll be able to work together and pimp on out. You ain't trying to get them to do nothing for you. They need you. Especially these goofy money people in this day and age. Because money is pouring out of this country like you won't believe. It has been for some decades now. You don't want to be caught up in the tidal wave. You want to make sure you're you're set, you're secure, and you're provided for. Amen. Praise God. Amen. You know, the Lord's telling me to tell you something, Miss Nola. You know, don't be concerned about your your eldest and the people he's around and the source of his money because he's there to siphon money from the world. So that it goes back into the kingdom. Okay, honey? Yeah. And understand that about your kids. He knows how to go to the world, get what he needs, and come back. Amen? Undamaged, unharmed, nothing missing, nothing broken. Amen? Amen. Amen. See, God only does that with people he can trust. He's not going to get caught up in nothing. He's going to go over there and get his goodies and pimp on back into the kingdom. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. We all good there? Okay. Praise God. We good there, Poppy? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. So, so anyway, God wants us to understand that the anointing supplies what you need. The anointing carries out the word of God. So is God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit working together? And what we observe is the, the, as the end result is the result of the Holy Spirit and His power manifesting the word. His job is to make the word of God come real in all dimensions. It's already real in the spirit. He can make it real to your soul. He destroys yokes that hold our thoughts into bondage in certain areas. When you start meditating on the word, that's not like what the Buddhists do and all the yoga people. And they, you know, it ain't even in the same close neighborhood. 
Then people sit up and try to think of something to think of all day long and feel holy. You understand what I'm saying? You have an anointing in you that reassures you that God is with you. Not so much that you're anything, but he's with you. The important part is who's with you. Amen. So you have an unction from the Holy One and he teaches you everything. He reassures you that that you're on the right track. If you need to be uh steered in a different direction, he'll do that. Pretty soon you're that door is closed to you to go in the wrong direction. It's just closed. And he will begin to open and steer you and open doors no man can close. And you'll go in and there'll be right doors. So the Holy Spirit is the agent of manifestation. The anointing is the power that works through us that causes manifestation to occur. So you want it brought from the the invisible realm to the visible realm. Amen. We all do. Amen. You know, you can walk by faith in things for, for such a long time. And then you think one day you say, you know what? I got to see this. I, I really want to, you know, sometimes you got to remind yourself because the walk of faith can be very peaceful. It can be trouble free. It can be worry free. It can be all of those things. And, and, but then at some point you got to say, you know what? And, and sometimes God will have you have something change in that situation to remind you, oh yeah, I'm still believing him for, do you understand what I'm saying? It just rattles your cage, gets your attention a little bit on that thing. And it's like, stir up your faith again. Stir that up again. Pray in the Holy Ghost again. Get on your confession again. Keep declaring what it is that you want to see happen. Amen? So the Holy the Holy Spirit begins to manifest that which we desire, that we ask for, that we confess, that we put words to, all of that. We have the same operation in us as God had when he created the world. But we're not creating anything. I have to stress that because the pattern's the same, but the uh, ability is divine. See, we can, we can only, we can't think up something and speak it and it happen. That's not what we're doing. What we have is the word, the living word deposited in our hearts. It has to be something God's already spoken. That's why it's good to read your Bible a lot. You'll find some things in there that you never even thought God would do for anybody. And he'll wind up doing them for you. And religious people get mad at you because they've been telling people for years, God don't do that for nobody. And there you got it already, driving it, <laughs> or married to it, or whatever. You understand what I'm saying? Rocking it in a crib. You understand what I'm saying? And so when you when you step into that, what you are doing is that you are affirming what God. You know what will you do when you affirm something? You just say yes and amen to it. It's already been said. It has it. That's why Jesus fought the devil with it is what written. You got me. It's part of the scripture already. So the scripture cannot be broken. It can't be revoked. It's not a lie. It's all true. Amen. So when you go in the word and start meditating, you say, mm, I'd like to have that. Amen. 
And and you meditate on it. You say pretty soon in your heart you get the assurance that it's yours. Faith is an assurance. Not me. You gotta have that insurance. You can't just be shopping and grabbing stuff and put it in your cart and then when you get to the checkout, you don't have enough to pay for it. See, many people have presumed that God told them this or God told them that. And when it didn't manifest and they later found out God never told them that. You understand what I'm saying? But that doesn't mean it can't happen. Just go get in your word. You're not like down for the count or anything. You might be embarrassed or angry or whatever, but you'll get over yourself. We all do. Uh, and go back to the drawing board. God, I must have missed you there. What did, what, how did I miss you? I want to get on the right track. It, you know what? It's best. Let me tell you what true repentance does. True repentance is like this. God, I missed you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Put me on the right road. End of discussion. You ain't going to Sigmund Freud and want to know why did it, what happened that it caused me to be there. That ain't your business. And it ain't important. And it has nothing. See, that negates the power of the blood. You want to dig up under the blood and try to find out what happened to you and why you like you are and why you are. You don't need to know all of that. All you need to do is go forward. Well, I know that's not popular. People like to analyze everything themselves to death. Amen. You don't want to know why a lot of stuff. You need to let God be in time, in in control of the time, if that information is ever released to you. Huh? A good psychiatrist, a lot of them, when they, they'll question what happened in your past, they'll tell you up front, they says, it's not important, not that that's important, but I was just curious to know if you know. They even minimize the importance of it. Why? Because they know people go crazy. Sitting up talking about what happened to them way back there. And you'll never be able to get up and live in the now and in your future if you're so busy about way back there. That's gone. Uh, uh, you know, your, your tranquilizers, your, your Thorazines, your Zines, your, uh, Zapams and all of them, they ain't gonna take care of none of that stuff that's way back there. The blood of Jesus has to erase that from you. Once it's out of your memory, leave it alone. Because the devil sure will entertain you. Tell you about all the stuff he, he, he organized to have done to you. And make you feel like a victim. Which some people like. I don't know why, but I'd rather be powerful, even though it costs me something. You understand what I'm saying? Who wants to be a victim? Nobody raise your hand. I didn't mean that for no hand raising. Just keep them down, okay? Act like I didn't say anything. But that's real popular. Always has been. You, you understand what I'm saying? 
So God wants us to walk in that place of faith where we know that we have the word in our hearts. And then Mark eleven twenty three is ours. We can have whatsoever we say. But you must be affirming what God says in his word. That you're healed, period. See? The devil wants you to put a comma. I'm healed, but to get so and so and such and such. And I gotta take this, that, and the other. You understand? You know, you're healed, period. The anointing doesn't need a vitamin. It doesn't need a supplement. It doesn't need a, you know, a membership at the gym. Now, none of that stuff is just really wrong. But if you start to connect other things, if, you know, like your promises are a little wagon you drag through life. They follow you and they're going to happen. But if you keep adding to your little wagon, you understand what I'm saying? It becomes a drag to you. So there's other things you think are important. You got to do well before God will heal me. He said, I he ain't told you nothing like that. He told you no such nonsense. Cause he didn't, your healing isn't in the past as far as he's concerned. It's a done deal. The anointing causes the word that you believe and that you speak to manifest. You must speak what you believe. According to Romans 10, we believe and therefore we speak. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus or the word of God and believe that God raised him from the dead. You got to have relationship with Jesus Christ for this to work for you. You can't believe a historical Jesus. You have to have faith in your heart about everything that the Bible says about him. Amen. And believe that God raised him from the dead. Why? If you don't believe he's raised up, you ain't raised up either. Because we were in him when he went to the cross and we're in him now. He's resurrected now. So you got to believe he's got life for you to have life. So if the anointing manifests a word that is spoken into a situation, it makes sense for us to hide the word in our hearts and speak into situations that don't currently manifest the word. So if it's your physical body, if you have symptoms in your body, you speak the word to your body and the anointing goes in and begins to disconnect from any root of iniquity, any root of symptoms, any root You can help yourself if you don't mess around and feed the root. Put fertilizer on, on some iniquity that's, that's been, uh, that God's trying to get dislodged from your heart and from your, your soul and then from your body. It's good if you 
walk in holiness. You walk in a, a, a forgiving heart, a forgiving attitude, all that stuff. That cultivates life in us. Life cultivates life. You can't feed death to your mind and death to your heart and death to your spirit and still expect life to come forth. So you make up your mind about what you're going to feed yourself. Huh? You ever see these people on these, you know, lost 60 pounds and so they know what they're going to eat before they even wake up. And I'm confused the minute I get to the refrigerator. I know I ain't supposed to have that. But <laughs> I guess I may. Well, close the door. I'll wait. And then go back and say, I know I ain't supposed to have that. Huh? Close the door. I'll wait. All it takes is the decision, Barb, stick to the diet. Uh-huh. But we don't like doing that. We we like to have a guessing game or I don't know, it's more fun like this or it's sick. I know that much. I need healing. Amen. Let's, let's get it done. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. So, you know, you can always say, well, a Twinkie will not separate me from the love of God. Two patty burger will not separate me from the love of God. So. But the anointing is designed to, to enter a place in our souls and in our bodies that is lacking in the power of God. See, when there's sickness or there's weakness, that's a place in your body that's lacking in the power of God. So the anointing is designed to enter into that place and root out every single piece of sickness. See, we don't know, we don't know much still about disease, all of that. God knows everything. And see, one thing I do know that healing is a spiritual force. It comes in your spirit first. It enters your heart first. So it's good to to study and meditate on the word and hide it in your heart, the Bible says. Amen. Keep it before your eyes. Meditate on it day and night. Attend to the word. Keep the word in the forefront in your life. Don't ever quit on the word. Amen. And and as you meditate, then that that word becomes the, the anointing can then go in and cause the medicinal effect on your body. Now, how is a word spoken medicine? God knows. The anointing knows how to work, make the word medicine. He knows how to make enough for you to take your dose today and then expect tomorrow to be the day that you receive everything. Then tomorrow comes and you don't receive everything, but you're not discouraged. Because it's in your heart. It's not in your flesh. If you were expecting healing in your flesh, you'd be mad if you didn't get it. That's how you can tell if you're in the spirit or in the flesh. Your spirit's never disappointed. Your spirit, man, is he just as happy? He said, girl, give me some word. That's what you do. Feed me some word. 
Huh? Get out of that make-believe life you into. I'll show you what I can do. And so if we're willing to what we call pay the price, you know, there's a price to pay. You got to let some stuff go. You got to pick some stuff up. And you got to permanently change some habits you thought you were only getting rid of for a minute. See? And so, so the, the, the anointing does all of that. It, it, the Bible says a, a man places the, the, the seed is the word of God. And it's like if a man uh, placed a seed in the ground and he went to sleep and the seed uh, grew up, we know not how. So we still know not how. Just do your part. Don't worry about the how. The how is God's deal. The how, the when, the manifestation, all of that is on God. That's why strong faith is fully persuaded that what God promises he will perform. You just got to keep hanging on to believing. Amen. Well, I don't feel like I'm believing. Did it say nothing about hanging on to feelings? Said, hang on to believing. How do I know I'm hanging on to believing? What are you thinking about? What are you meditating on? What are you thanking God for? Amen. Thank him for these things. Allow him to show you these things. Cultivate good relationship with him. And the Holy Spirit is more willing and more eager than you ever realized to bring these things to pass for you. He wants to bring them to pass. Now, the devil will sit up and tell you, well, you know, you can't get that. I mean, who you think you are? I mean, you, you, you know. Mm-hmm. Just put him to flight. Just start speaking the word to him. Amen. He won't stay around very long. You, you stay full of the word. And you stay full of confessing the word. If for no other reason than to keep the devil on the run. You think he wants to stay around when you prophesy or stay around when you are expecting God to do great things and you're willing to speak that from your heart? You're not going to hang around all of that. Amen. So um, yesterday we talked about the woman with the issue of blood. That's in Mark chapter five. I guess we'll go back there again. I was trying to figure out where we should start. Chapter five. In verse 30, it says, this woman touched him because she, her faith told her to do it. Always look for your faith to tell you what to do. Amen. Your faith will tell you what to do to cause the Holy Spirit anointing to come in and give you the total manifestation. As we said many times, healing works in steps, in increments. Amen. Just because you don't see a symptom totally leave, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong. Amen. You know, sometimes if if people have noticeable ailments, what we call things that you can visibly see, that's not so much a test for them as a test for you. To quit bugging them about when their symptoms are going to leave. Oh, Pastor Barb, I just be praying for people. You don't need to interrogate nobody to pray for them. 
You got a whole poster full of people you don't even know. You don't even talk to them people and you pray for them. Leave people alone about what's going on. They ain't your business. They'd be a, probably in a place in God you know nothing about. Be careful what you judge. So it says, and Jesus immediately, so this woman touched him. She heard of Jesus in verse 27, came in the press behind. She sneaked up on him. And you steal the healing? Oh, yeah. Because there are things going on in your spirit. Your conscious man don't have a clue of what's going on. The Holy Spirit told her, don't go up to him and ask for nothing. Is that what your Bible says? That's what mine says. Huh? In in most accounts of Jesus healing people, what did they do? What was the interaction between them? He didn't just go up and just randomly grab people and heal them. What they do? They came face to face with him and asked him. Just like you do at the altar. You come face to face with a person who's anointed and you ask them for what you want. He would have people come up to him and he said, what can I do for you? He took nothing for granted. He's got to hear that request. You got to confess with your mouth what you want before you can get it from him. Don't call the dog if you want the cat. People say, well, everybody needs prayer. Everybody can use prayer. That ain't what I asked you. And I ain't everybody and you ain't either. God calls you by name and he sent me here to help you. So what do you want? See, there's pride making people berserk. You're in a church and God's power is there and you ain't got sense enough that everybody could use prayer. What kind of response is that to Am I going to preach at the Y today or y'all? So anyway, this woman comes up behind him. Ooh. And the Holy Ghost told her to do it. What y'all holding y'all breath for? You might as well say amen. Can I get an amen? Back up, back up. Thank you, Poppy. See, his instructions are specific. He's not just, you know, just going up there and do, no, he had already told her. She said, she said inside of her. Who told her that inside of her? The Holy Spirit did. The Holy Spirit told her if she and assured her, if you go out this one time and make sure you come up behind him, don't get in his face. 
Why not get in his face? Huh? Not really, but, but you close. Why not go up to him and ask him like everybody else does? That's part of it. The fact that she was considered unclean. But what's the other part? Her faith won't work. She'll be bleeding when she goes home. When God, it's all about faith, folks. You know it's about faith because she got it. Jesus never denies anybody who comes to him in faith. So her faith was working. That's why you can't get what you need a lot of places from a lot of people because your faith won't work there. Holy Spirit's looking at her. He said, if I get girlfriend up in front of these people, man, she going to fold like a cheap. Huh? Absolutely. He will not put you in over your head. He's waiting for something to be tailor-made to your comfort zone so you can receive. That's why a lot of times a lot of stuff we want has not come to pass yet. The time, the place, the faith, all of that stuff has to work right. What did the prophet tell his servant? He said, go look. I don't see anything. Go look again. I don't see anything. Go look again. I don't see anything. Go look again. I don't see. Go look again. Seven times. I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. Why did he finally see it? You go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Your mind will click in and say, nah, I gotta, I gotta see this. He wasn't looking for it the first time. He was just going. You parents, you ever tell your kid, go up to my room and and look in my door and get so-and-so and bring it back. They come back. I didn't see it. That's the prophet's servant. Wasn't looking for it. And they got more energy than you do to keep running back and forth. You need to make them keep going. No, it's in there. I know it is. You go look. Huh? So when we finally find it, guess guess who's looking then? You had to go up there with them, right? God don't play that. Once he tells you to go do something, you do it just like he told you. If you got to do it seven times and keep repeating it. Next time when you go look for it. Huh? That what my mother told you ain't look for it. It's in there. Go get it. And don't come back here without it. Amen. You learned she wasn't playing. God ain't playing either. Your faith has got to be together to get these certain things from God. And don't get condemned because you don't have it. That's the devil's playground. Nothing to be condemned about. You got it already by faith. Huh? Huh? You're going to get the rest of it pretty soon. You got the spiritual part of it, the rest of it to follow. Huh? Sometimes the people want to question you about, are are you healed yet? Yeah, I'm healed. I told you before I'm healed. 
Get out my face. No. <laughs> right. You know when you are not. Not their business. Amen. They ain't gonna pray for you. They, <laughs> they ain't gonna turn down a plate. They ain't gonna do nothing. They'll eat your lunch while you fasting. Just thought I'd throw that one in there. <laughs> Amen. So this woman knew within herself. She had to follow the Holy Spirit's instructions perfectly. And this is the one thing we don't like. We want it to be raggedy and still get what we want. Huh? You know, in the kingdom, you got to come proper. You can't just be, you know, throwing anything out there. Well, you know, God knows. God understands. He don't understand crazy. Only crazy person he dealt with got kicked out of heaven. Oops, excuse me, he fell. She knew this within herself. She followed the instructions. She received her healing. She felt virtue went into her, so she got what she came for. And she was on her way leaving, and Jesus started searching for her. After she got her healing. Got me? After. He's interested in one thing and that's your faith. He didn't care what she looked like. He didn't care if she'd been unclean for 12 years. He didn't care any about any of that. He cares about your faith. And when your faith is right, it's an automatic done deal. Faith is the Holy Ghost meeting the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit in Jesus, by virtue of the anointing, meets the faith of this woman who has a need. And she's expecting God to meet her need right then and right there. It's amazing to me, if you look at the two people involved in this example, here's this man is the ruler of a synagogue. He's her minister. And he's got faith, not for instant manifestation. He's got faith for Jesus to do it by the book, what he's seen. It can't do be anything other than that. You got me? But God accommodates both of them. He allows that man to go home, bring Jesus to his house. And not for healing, but to raise a girl from the dead. He doesn't understand that's what he's asking for. He just wants her healed. And here's a woman that ain't been in the synagogue in 12 years. And pushes him out the way and gets what she's looking for. Sometimes you need a long time developing your faith. She's not waiting on God to decide to heal her. She's developing her faith. And all that time. Sometimes it takes a while to get you off of people. Doctors. That's where her faith was. She had a faith transfer. That's what we all have to have. We live in the natural all the time. Our faith is in the natural. We believe for things to happen in the natural. And yeah, we pray and yeah, we call on God. But we got our eyes totally trained on 
what we see, what we hear. So sometimes he's got to get you to divorce what you've been depending on before you can totally get what you, some things will only come from God. You got to understand that there's some, some healings that will only come from God. Man can't do that for you as much as, as we're able to do in some areas. It can't do that for you. People who now study things like diabetes will tell you there's no cure for it and it gets, it will lead to your certain demise. It's a killer. It's a slow killer. Thank God they have medications that can help people, but you don't want to be dependent on that forever. You know, diabetes will, will eat away at your, your blood vessels. People get blindness. Circulation, they have amputations because the circulation isn't good in there. And the tissue then, it's a horrible disease. So God wants his people well. He's got something better. He, but he's going to have to transfer you over to depending on him, depending on the word. So this lady had to have a faith transfer. What if she ran out of money? The doctors dropped her. No money, no see you. Amen. And God doesn't care if he's the one that's there. You know, like the the faithful little boyfriend that took you to the prom. You didn't dance with everybody else there but him. Wore your shoes out. Huh? Dancing with the popular boys. Now you go now nah, I'm gonna go dance with somebody else. They ain't seen you since he brought you in. Little corsage all wilting, your hair all messed up, and you look like everything, but he right there to take you home. That's Jesus. After you'd have played around and spent all your money and uh <laughs> it's true. So don't feel bad if you you don't feel embarrassed that he's like your last thing you think of. He's accustomed to being that until he can move in the first place. It's much better if you put him in first place, but he'll work his way there. He, Jesus is totally secure in who he is. His feelings aren't hurt because you don't know no better. But you learn it. Amen. So Jesus, this woman was healed, we said yesterday, by the law of contact and transmission. Not who she was, not going up to Jesus asking for anything. That wasn't necessary. She already knew in her heart what she needed. See, the Holy Ghost worked this out already for her. And this is what we have to understand about God. When we're, when we pray and when we're expecting Him to do things for us, it's already worked out by the Holy Spirit. He knows the time, the place, the circumstances. He knows how to instruct you to yield to His power. Amen. Her instruction, her point of contact was touch. He said, just go touch him. Don't go talk to him. Go touch him. Amen. So she, she validated and it looks like her healing started a thing in Jesus's ministry. Because there were certain places that he went, they said people came in multitudes just to touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched him were made whole. So the revelation that she got 
began to get shared as a testimony, went far and wide. People say, you mean to tell me I can just touch him and go home healed? Yes, you can. He loves you that much. You're not impressing him any by coming up to him, asking to tell him, well, I was reading in the word, and I know that people kill me when they come up and tell you, I know so-and-so. Huh? But you still got to need what you need. I don't want to know what you know. I want to know what you need. You understand what I'm saying? That's where God's coming from. Huh? That's the way the Pharisees always addressed him. We know that thou art, <laughs> you know, I mean, really. What you need, bro? They never got honest enough with him to tell him what they needed. The devil will play around with you like that. Don't, you know, you could be sitting there and God speak to you clearly by the time you get up here, the devil and told you something totally different. Learn to stay with the program. This lady was very disciplined. She got her word from the Holy Spirit of how, when, and where. And she got there and did that and got that. Amen. Everything that she wanted manifested for her that day. Ruler of the synagogue takes a long way around. He could have made the same request to Jesus. If you speak the word, my daughter's at home sick, she'll be healed. But for him, it was come to my house. And Jesus said, okay. He didn't care. You know, now I care because I'm judging things I shouldn't judge. You know what I'm saying? We all do when we look at things like this. But Jesus didn't care. He accommodated everybody. You want me to come to your house? I'm coming. Lead the way. Here I am. This lady comes up behind him, but he has to finish her healing. That's why he stopped. Other than that, she would have touched him and he would have kept going. Knowing she got healed, but not stopped unless he knew she needed intervention. After she was healed. And he had to identify who touched him. After the multitude see this. They said oh my goodness. We keep running to him thinking we got to talk to him and request something. You mean all I got to do is run up to him and touch him? That makes it so much easier. So every revelation that we get in the word. Should ease our Our consciences are ease our minds as far as what it takes on our part to receive from God. And when Jesus told that man only believe, that's what he means. Only believe. Only believe. See, believe and not doubt. Believe and not add anything to it. Just only believe. If you'll only believe, you'll receive the glory of God. What's the glory? What you need? What you want? What you're asking for? You receive your answer if you only believe. Amen. So when, when he ministers to this lady, this, this woman receives virtue, the Bible says. Why did, why did she get virtue? We talked about what virtue was and we said that the first definition was a natural one talking about manly strength. But later they expanded that to mean miraculous power. So miraculous power flowed into her and strength with it because that's what she needed. Somebody who's been bleeding is weak. She received strength so that she could get up and stand up. And when Jesus saw her, he looked at her and she says in verse 29, 
straight away the fountain of her blood was dried up. You see too that that okay, so she she verse twenty eight she said, either aloud or within herself, you gotta say it to get it. You gotta say what you want to get it. Amen. And so she said that and right away after she said it, virtue went into her and she felt within herself that she was whole from her plague. Now she felt in her body, it says. So that means a symptom left. This isn't like she had the knowing in her spirit already. She felt peace within her spirit that if I can just get there, this whole drama will be over. This 12 years of suffering will be done. And she, then faith was that she really believed that because she followed up on it. How many times have we heard God say something and we second guess it? And we don't follow up and we don't follow through and we don't get the benefit of what he spoke to us. Amen. And so then after we wait and say, well, maybe that is God talking to me. Maybe I'll try that. You know what I'm saying? He don't care as long as you do it. He'll manifest it. Amen. He'll manifest what he wants to do. He wants to manifest these things. And she said straight away, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. Before that, she felt in her spirit, just like we do. We believe we receive it when we pray. That's one level of feeling. When you, when it totally manifests, when you get that anointing that comes in and destroys everything and plants your, your healing in there, then you'll know in your body as well. So your body will manifest and witness and testify that it's all gone. Amen. And health has returned and says Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? Now, when Jesus speaks out like that, it's for several reasons. Oftentimes it's for the benefit of teaching the masses a lesson here. So this lady has received her healing. And for the benefit of the people who are watching and listening, he takes this as a teaching opportunity. It's good to be able to do that when you pray for the sick. And and when you would do the operations of God and the Holy Spirit to let people know how these things happen. It's a blessing when somebody takes the, the time to explain, learn how to pay attention. Learn how to take notes. Learn how to hide that in your heart and say, God, I want that. I want to, I've done that many times in meetings. I hear people give testimonies and say, God, I really want to do that. I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to help people like that. I want that. You understand? It's good to go shopping. Amen. You would shop for anointings and power, just like you shop for anything else. And so he says here, he, he, he said, who touched me? And she, Touch my clothes. And a disciple said to him, you know, some carnal, they always, sometimes you don't need to give an answer. Cause if you don't know the answer, keep your mouth shut. Amen. You'll have to get corrected. And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing, but the woman fearing and trembling, see she, the miraculous power of God also is a sanctifier. 
that's why you feel you feel a restriction in your activity, the way you think. You you know, like when we would attend when you attend a conference and there's healing anointing, that's a very hushed atmosphere. You know, to because there's a holiness in the atmosphere because God is there to perform healings and miracles. When when uh, um, the disciples caught the two boatloads of fish, what did Peter say? He wasn't up and trying to be all that and telling them what to do. I'm gonna walk on water. Y'all look at me. Be jealous. Be jealous. Be jealous. Be jealous. Can't do this. He wasn't his usual self. What did he say? Depart from me, Lord, but I'm a wicked man. Depart from me. I'm not worthy. See, repentance, conviction, holiness, and awareness of holiness is in the, the miracle working atmosphere. That's why this lady told the truth. She, she probably told a lot of fibs about why she was out shopping. You understand me? When she had to go. She probably expert at sneaking around unclean and don't tell nobody. Huh? She's the original Victoria's Secret. She learned how to keep her mouth shut so she could survive. It's unfortunate she had to do it, but she did. And so here Jesus questions her, and he asks her. She tells him everything. She just, in, in, that's, that's a benefit to everybody because she gets to share a testimony. Well, I was sick for 12 years. She told this whole story while she was standing there. And when Jesus hears it and everybody else hears it, he says, daughter, be of good cheer. In other words, I didn't come to rebuke you. I didn't come to tell you you're wrong. I didn't come to tell you go home. Don't touch me. You did something bad. I came to tell you your faith made you whole. Amen. In other words, you had to get this because your faith was at the point where it totally manifests. You did a good thing for yourself. I want you well. You're supposed to be healed. You're not supposed to be sick. Amen. And so she finishes up her situation there with a good report. She gives her testimony. Many people then begin to get their healing the same way she got it. Amen. The testimony of Jesus Christ is a spirit of prophecy. When you hear one person getting healed, others will follow if they'll obey, if they'll get the faith in their heart and obey what was said there. Amen. And so you you begin to change the whole uh, way that things are done in the kingdom. The kingdom expands because knowledge is in increasing. Understanding of the anointing and how it flows. She said, some power went out of him and came into me. And people say, ooh, that's what I need. I need it because my leg is sore and I, I'm on my crutch and I'm not able to do this and I'm not able to do that huh? because of this. So that's what I need. And so that's always what we need to cause our healing to manifest. But she said it. She obeyed it. She received it. Amen. That's all we need from God to say, obey, and receive. If God hasn't told you anything to do specific to to receive it, keep saying. Keep doing what you know to do. That's what we always say. And if you continue to do what you know to do, the rest will manifest. It's guaranteed. 
How is it guaranteed? You've got, you're healed in your spirit. Your spirit's already received the biggest part of it. And that's the word of faith. You know the rest of it's coming because you got part of it already. You got the down payment already. If you believed you received your healing when you prayed, you got the biggest end of it. You got the part you couldn't pay for. You got the part the doctors couldn't give you. You got the part that the devil can't steal from you. You got the hardest part to get, and that is faith in what Jesus did with his blood. So once you take that on, the rest is nothing. The Bible says, if while we were sinners, he died for us, how will he not freely give us now that we belong to him? Freely give us all things. This is a part of the all things that he freely gives. Give your health back. The devil ain't got no business crippling you and and keeping you in bondage and taking stuff away from you and keeping you on pills forever. He got no reason doing all of that. You belong to God. So keep holding on to what he's told you by his stripes. Not your good behavior, which you know and I know depends on what side of the bed you got up on today. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) There's behaving, there's non-behaving, and there's misbehaving. Amen. So we have to stay with what is important, and that is, Did you believe you received? If you haven't done that, then pray and believe you receive it now. Amen. Father, we thank you. Say, Father, I thank you that I am healed. And from this day forward, I'm expecting a full manifestation. I believe I receive when I prayed. And the rest will come. Amen. Amen. It's just that simple, folks. You got faith in your heart for healing. Nobody in here believes they're sick. Amen. You all believe you're well. And so just continue to believe that way and God will totally manifest it. Amen. Praise God. Why don't we stop? Thank you, Father, for what you're doing in our midst today. We thank you, Lord, for healing everybody here. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing of divine health, divine prosperity, divine wealth for all of the benefits of your covenant the fruit of the spirit the righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost the things that we really that money really cannot buy we thank you for those things in jesus name amen so i'm going to pray for anybody who wants prayer